0: Welcome to the Capital City Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that your heart would be open to receive whatever God has for you today. Enjoy the message. Last week, if you joined us, we talked a little bit about just tell me what to do. And I hope this week that you laid down your to-do list and you just started trusting Jesus. Uh, This week, we're going to continue that just a little bit further, uh, maybe just a different perspective of just learning to trust God in the now and where we are. In John chapter 11, um, there was a sick man named Lazarus who was was a friend of Jesus. And Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha, who sent word to Jesus. Um, They told him, they said, hey, the one you love, Lazarus, he's so very sick and he needs your help right now. And when Jesus got that message, he basically said, hey, this sickness, it's not unto death and it's just an occasion for God to be glorified. Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus so much that he, he stayed in that place for two more days. <laughs> Seems kind of strange, um, right? The relationships stay two more days after you hear someone sick. But don't you know, Jesus always has a plan. He always does. And after two days, he tells his disciples, hey, Lazarus has fallen asleep and uh, we need to go wake him up. And they basically think that, they're, that he's talking about going to wake him up from a nap. And he's like, why do we need to go wake him up from a nap? And then Jesus says to him, hey, he's dead. We got to go wake him up. When Jesus finally arrives just outside of the town, Martha hears that he's coming. And she runs out to meet him and says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died even though I know, God, I know that you're, you can ask whatever from God and, and he will give it to you. And Jesus said, uh, your brother will rise up. He'll rise again. And Martha says, yeah, I know he'll rise up on the resurrection day. And Jesus says, well, you don't have to wait that long. I am right now resurrection and life. Those who believe in me, though he or she dies, will live forever. And then he asked Martha the question do you believe me? And she says, yes, I believe you. After that, she runs to Mary and says, hey, Jesus is here and he wants to talk to you. So Mary runs out to meet Jesus in the same place. She falls down at his feet and says, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus saw how sad she was and his heart broke for her and Jesus wept. Then Jesus told them to remove the stone from in front of the tomb where Lazarus was buried. And Martha said, hey, Jesus, by now he stinks. He's he's been there for four days. And he looks at her and he said, did I not tell you, Martha, that if you believe that you would see the glory of God? He said, remove the stone. Jesus looked up and prayed to the Father in heaven. And he commanded Lazarus to come out of the tomb. And Lazarus came hopping out of the tomb that day. He was doing the Lazarus, we call it. So have you ever had someone walk up to you and say, hey, you know, I really want you to pray about something. I really want you to, uh, I want you to pray about this thing that's in my life. And, um, and you're like, you respond and you say, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be praying about that. I'll, I'll write that down and I'll be praying about that. And they look at you and they say, no, like right now. And you're like, well, now? Yeah, now. I want to pray about this right now. And the fact that they say now almost makes you uncomfortable, simply because you feel like, man, what if nothing happens right now? Then that result is up to me. And you're going to find out the result is not up to you. It's just simple obedience to operate in the now. The further I go in life, I realize we're not so good with right now. And one of the reasons we're not good with right now is because right now is just right now. What's so special about it, you know? And if we're not careful, we get critical of people who are good with right now, who get really pumped up for the now, who just believe God can do anything like right now, you know? And we're like, whoa, 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 you know, overzealous Christian alert. This guy thinks God could do something like right now. Uh, This is going to be a long process, sir, as many Christians would say. You'll see. You know, mature Christians don't believe it'll happen right now. I mean, they're mature. They've they've developed. You know, they, they realize that if not today, someday, in, in time, in space, in heaven, all things shall be made right. But in the meantime, we just get through the moment, right? Like, whoa. Sometimes, of all people on the planet, Christians are the worst with right now. And we're famous for someday. We say things like, We'll all go home someday. Just hold on until Jesus comes. And then the the world comes along and they start teaching things like live in the now. And fundamental Christians, they get really like upside down and they're like, "Ah, that's new age stuff. No, it's not. They stole it. They stole it from the Bible. God is the God of now. He is the God of today. He is Emmanuel living in the moment. That's Bible. That's Bible right there. Maximize the moment you have, he's saying. You don't have tomorrow, and you can't relive yesterday. You can only live today. We serve a God of today. See, Martha forgot who she was talking to. She knew she was, she knew she was talking to God, I mean, essentially, but it was very clear she, she, that she recognized it, but she forgot who he really was. You see, this is how it happened. Martha started to conclude, like many of us, that Jesus has to probably prep a little bit, right? You know, like, I just can't expect him to do this thing, like, right now to change everything. But when everything is right and everything's proper and everything's in its place and all the timing is right, then Lazarus will rise again. That's her thinking. Can I just say something about preparation you know, the Bible teaches very prolifically about how we're, we're being prepared. But we have superimposed that preparation on a God who does not need to prepare. And we've concluded that God needs to prepare, and He really doesn't. God doesn't need to prepare. He, you know, we're like, God needs to prepare today for tomorrow. No, no He doesn't. And so He uses the greatest title that He's ever been given on the planet when he's talking to Martha. And what does he say to Martha? He says, I am. The message translation by Eugene Peterson says, I am right now resurrection and life. I am, in other words, I don't need to go get resurrection. I am resurrection. I don't need to run any errands and pick up the dry cleaning or pick up a carton of milk. I am. I've got everything. My fridge is stocked perpetually and eternally. I don't need to go anywhere outside of myself and get anything because I'm not lacking or limited at all. I am. Notice the present tense of that title. I am. Jesus tells the scribes and the Pharisees, In John, he says, tear down this temple, and I will raise it up in three days. They thought he was talking about just a regular building, but man, were they off base. Jesus was talking about his body. Remember what he said? He said, they they, they said to him, they said, are you greater than our forefather Abraham? And Jesus, he says the most bizarre thing. He said, before Abraham was, I am. And I'm sure they were all like, uh, no, Lord, that's just not a very good sentence. It's supposed to be before Abraham was, I was, you know, the was, was not the was, I am, as confusing as that may be. What do you mean? I am and was that, that doesn't even go together. You're either you, you are, or you was, I mean, what does that even mean? What are you thinking about? What are you talking about? Before Abraham was, I am. So, Okay. Does that work into this how does that work into this grand scheme this whole timeline that we call life how does how does I am work into that you see god is never was or will be he always is do you understand what i'm saying wherever god is he is he is i am if God goes into the future, it's the future. He's not limited to time or space. He's I am. God does not think or operate like we do. You know, it's, I think sometimes we think as if heaven's in a mad scramble to get ready for the coming resurrection. And I think sometimes we think heaven is like Santa's workshop or something, you know, getting ready for the big day. Everybody's running around trying to get everything together. But do you really want to know what's happening in heaven like right now at this moment? Everybody's chilling. Do you know know what Jesus is doing right now? He is sitting and he's using an ottoman and it's called the earth. And this is all in the Bible. His feet are propped up. There is no mad scramble in heaven going on. There's no him trying to get his ducks in a row, crossing his T's or dotting his I's. No, God is not man. He has no need or nor is he limited by anything or anyone or any generation. He is now, right now. He is now what he always was and what he always will be. You see, the the God who is with us right now, the scripture says, where two or three are gathered together in his name, he said, I am there. The God that is here right now is all the God that will ever be in eternity. He's the whole God. He's the all. We will never, we we will see more of God, but we will never be, God will never become more of God in heaven. He is, He is, I am. He's here right now. All that He will ever be. And yet, for many of us, we have concluded that that's just left for someday. You know, when we all get to heaven, you know, we'll experience all that there is of Jesus, of God, you know, and God's saying, I am here in the now, I'm present right now and I think that one of the reasons we do this is because frankly it's just safer it's safer for pastors it's safer for fellow Christians to encourage other believers or either uh, even other seekers like you know telling them this is going to be a great decade for you and I believe this year is going to be a great year and it's going something awesome is going to happen in your life this year but when some bold Jesus follower walks up and says I think that Right now, everything is changing for you in your life. We're like, whoa, wait a second. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey you're not God. You don't, you don't know that. And so we get really good at promising about someday, that someday things will be good. As if our job as Christians is to hedge our bets and make sure that God doesn't look bad or justify why God does something, but he doesn't do other things like Okay, let me sit down and explain to you, almighty, self-existing God. Like, okay, this is why he did this or he didn't do that. No, it's not our job. It's not our responsibility. We're to respond to whom he reveals himself to be. And he is, I am. I am. This is the same Hebrew word we get our English word, Yahweh or Jehovah. The greatest titles ever given to God. This Hebrew word, the literal root means to be. That's all to be. It speaks of his self-sustaining, uh, self-existing, eternal power, the presentness of God. It's as if God tells us every time he mentions, I am that I am, I was before you, I will be after you, and I have you eternally hemmed in. Don't fret over your future stress. Don't, don't regret over your past or, or stress over your future, but just hit reset. And live today, live right now in this moment. I am with you right now in the moment. And I will take care of you. Find covering in, in me. I, I am the great I am. You know, I pray today that our faith will match who our God is not who we perceive Him to be or who we perceive ourselves to be, but who He is right now. I mean, look at the story of Moses. And if you don't know the story of Moses, check out Exodus in the Bible. And if you're still not sure, then watch The Prince of Egypt. Uh, it'll fill in all the blanks for you. But back in the day, Moses gets this word from God and he tells Mo, he says, hey, I pick you. I choose you to go set my people free from Egypt. And he's like, wait a second. why God? No, I, I, I can't go back to Egypt. And, and by the way, don't you know I stutter? And God says, that's OK. I still like you for the job. You're the man. You're the man for the job. And Moses gets all stressed out. And he's like, you know, what am I going to even say? I mean, when I get there, I mean, could I have all your employees? I mean, what do I say? I, I, and after that, I mean, I don't even know where I'm going to take them. I mean, where do we take them? And God's like, I got all that worked out. And Moses is like, it's not going to work. And he's like, I've got it worked out. And I'm going to you know, I'm going to help you. And Moses is like, I'm going to look like an idiot. And he's like, I'm going to be there. I am there with you. He feels, I don't have what it takes to pull this off. And notice God's answer. Notice the anecdote to Moses' anxiety in Exodus 3 and 14. And God says to Moses, here's his answer. Here's how it's going to happen. I am who I am. Moses is like, well, oh, I, that clears everything up, doesn't it? oh, never mind, we're good to go, I'll, I'll go. I am who I am. Notice how God handles Moses' insecurity and his identity crisis. God does, does, does not initially say, hey, Moses, you're such a great guy, you know, you've got a head full of hair, you've got a lot going for you in your life. He doesn't say any of that, does he? But to solve Moses' identity crisis, God reminds Moses of who he is. You see, that's the answer. That's the answer to people's identity crisis. It's not first and foremost telling people who they are, it's telling them who God is. He is simply reminding Moses of who he is. He is saying, Moses, I've got you covered. Moses, I am that very present help in time of need. I have all the surplus and the supply. I am that I am. I am self-existing. Nobody helped me get started, and I have never had a start, and I do not have an end, nor will I. I just am. And Moses, you know, he says, well, God, that changes everything, knowing that. Yeah, and by the way, I'm with you right now, he says. Do you know why we dream about someday and and perhaps even just relive the the good old days? It's because we forget who he is and the fact that he is with us right now. I want to serve the God of today. I don't don't know about you friends, but I don't have tomorrow. In fact, the real truth is that, that no man has ever possessed tomorrow. No man has ever held tomorrow as his exclusive possession. All human beings will ever have is right now, because when tomorrow comes, it will be today. But what's today? It's just today. Today is just kind of one of those in-between times. We sit and long for some day, but today's just the day that God has given us. He's here now. And I just pray, Jesus, help us. Help your church. Help your people to live in the now. And just as sure as Jesus was standing on that road with Martha when she met him, he's standing with you today as we we justify and wiggle our way out of the pressures of now, out of the pressures of today, as we, we say, God, if you had just been here, or as we say, well, I know that in the last days and, you know, I'm trying to be good with that. But somewhere in between those two phrases, if you had just been here or Maybe in the last days, we must realize God is present. He's here right now. We have to reset our thinking to realize someday's going to be great. Yesterday was awesome, but he's here right now. He's going to do something incredible. There's always more of him. And I want to be a community that serves the I am, not the I was or the I will be, but the I am. Why can't God do it today? Why can't God do it right now? You know, it's our job to believe in the I am and that he can do it right now. And when we say yes, when we say yes to the right now, he makes a beeline to the tomb. He makes a beeline to the tomb of the impossible circumstance of your life. And he says, roll away the stone. And like Martha, we say, God like you're going to do this like right now? And he says, yes, right now. But God, it's been four days or it's been four years or however long it's been. It's by now it stinks and perhaps it's even dead rolling. You know, and then God's like, no, roll the stone away. Well, are you serious, God? We're going to do this like right now. Okay. And the next thing you know, you're standing in the middle of the miracle that you had given up on, that you've given up for dead. God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it. And some of us have limited our God because of our own personal limitations. God is not limited like we're limited. God can do things before we can even think we're ready to do them. God can do them. Some of us have concluded that God will will never not do something in our lives until we get all of our ducks in a row and we fix all of our faults and we solve solve all of our past failures and weaknesses and propensities. But I'm here to announce that we serve a God who is a God all by himself. He can do whatever he wants whenever he wants to do it. And he can do it right now. Somebody say right now. Right now, God wants to do it. Right now, God is present in your life. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same yesterday, right now, and forever. How long, how long will we whittle away precious moments that we currently possess just for the thought of someday? Well, yes, someday it'll be good. No, when God wants to do it right now, Right now, man, I have just felt like God has been challenging me over the past few days, and, and I want to do the same for you right now. My hope for the future is huge, okay? And my experiences of the past have been have been great and incredible, but there's more of God to experience right now. And all of those who've gone on before me into faith, you know, I miss all, all the beloved loved ones and family members that have graduated onto heaven, but I can tell you right now, they're shouting, they're saying, son, believe that God can do it today, right now. And I got this picture this week and I I saw this picture in my heart and my mind and I saw Jesus in our church today with his gracious, compassionate, long-suffering finger right in the middle of our chest. And I saw him pointing his finger right at me and right at you and this is what he said. He said, I am who I am. What are you waiting for, son? What are you waiting for, daughter? What are you waiting for? Someday? No, I am right now, he's saying. When is someday gonna come? You don't know, I don't know, but we have today. Why can't it be done today? Why can't today be the day that that the family is miraculously restored and, and reconciled? Why can't today be the day that, that you make that phone call and you say, you know, um, that, that phone call that you've been preparing for for maybe even months, even years, and you ask that person that's in your family that's been a strange, you say, would you forgive me? Why can't it be today? The I am is here, and he's all that you will ever need, all that you'll ever want. Let's make today the day. Let's believe today right now. Hey, when are you going to start the business that you feel like God's been asking you to start? Why not right now? Why not today? Why not? You know, people people may criticize a church that believes in a God who is available like right now. They may talk about it. You got to know that up front. They may say that, you know, maybe you're just sensationalizing all of this and, you know, you're a little bit crazy, but hey, they, they they say they're going to say all kinds of things because they're going to think it's safer to say well maybe someday it's a process or it's a journey they may criticize us when we say that god can heal cancer right now They may criticize us when we say that God can heal someone and bring them out of a wheelchair right now. They may say that we're crazy and we've lost our minds and that we've gone too far. They may say that, but I'm committed to the consistency of the character of my God. And he reveals himself to be present, the present God, the I am, the great I am, the right now God, the same yesterday, right now and forever. This is the kind of church that we have to be because we don't have tomorrow, church. We need God to do something right now, today. People are dying in our city not knowing the loving, gracious, saving power of Jesus. They need the gospel now, not someday. They need it today. It's time to press reset on our thinking and our lives and live in the now. God wants to do something so incredible right now for you, for your family, the nation, and the world. And He wants to use you to do it. He wants, you to, he wants to use you to transform the world one life at a time. Right now, um, in your home, right where you are, you know, even as we're here in this service, God is moving, He's doing something incredible. And as I've been speaking, your faith has been rising and you feel like God is really speaking to your heart. He's doing something and something that maybe you thought was impossible, something you thought maybe was was long gone. And man, the promise or this thing is, uh, it's just past the time. But right now, God wants to do some healing. He wants to do the miraculous. He wants to do what you think has been impossible all along. God wants to do it right now. And right now, I know that God is healing broken hearts. Right now, I know God is healing cancer. Right now, I know that God is healing asthma and chronic headaches. He's healing leukemia. He's healing knee pain and prostate cancer, kidney disease. He says he's taking care of all the anxiety and depression that you have. And he's still raising the dead right now. In other words, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, it means you're living your life dead and your trespasses and sin, but he wants to bring resurrection. He wants to roll the stone away from the tomb of your life today, and he wants to give you eternal life. If that's you, I want you just to pray this prayer with me right now, right in your home, where your car, wherever you may be. I want you to mean this from the bottom of your heart. Don't just pray it because I'm asking you. Pray it because you know he's speaking to you and you're tired of living this dead life and you want to see real life come. Say, Father, today I surrender to Jesus Christ. I willingly give my my dead, empty life right now to you in exchange for the resurrection and the life. Take my sin and my shame and wash me in your precious blood. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. I confess right now, you are my Savior, and I love you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, you you just accepted real life, eternal life, Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, we could not be more excited for what God is doing for you at this moment. As a matter of fact, we want you to go to capitalcitycog.org to the Jesus tab. We want you to fill out the form. It's there's a little simple form to let us know that you've accepted Jesus. And we want to be praying for you. We also want to send you some free material that will help you along your journey. And we know God is going to do incredible things through your life. Today, if God has brought healing to your body, we want to hear about it. We also want you to go to that Jesus tab and let us know what he's done for you today because I am sure Because I know that we serve the God of today and I am absolutely sure that God is moving not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. And he is going into every home, every car, everywhere you are, God is there. He's present and he's bringing healing. You just need to lay hands on yourself right where you are and you need to declare God's healing over your life. You need to declare that he's doing the impossible thing. He's bringing your family back together. Whatever the miracle is, he's doing it right now thanks for joining us today on our podcast. We hope this message has inspired you to see that God is moving in your life. We ask that you would please subscribe and share this message with a friend. You can also support this ministry and help us continue to reach the world for Jesus Christ by going to capitalcitycog.org slash give. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. God bless.